WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071, Champagne's Alternative. From WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone. It's Thursday, October 15th, 2020. The University of Illinois has received funding for the improvement of mental health in the agricultural community, with professors in the College of Agricultural, Consumer, and Environmental Sciences guiding the project. Assistant Professor in Agricultural and Biological Engineering Josie Rodolfi and Assistant Professor in Human Development and Family Studies Courtney Cuthbertson are leading the North Central Farm and Ranch Assistance Center, which involves a 12-state collaborative effort to expand mental health resources and stress management for agriculture in the North Central region. This network will expand programs for agricultural health interventions, support farm hotlines and websites, and provide training and resources for those in agriculture-related occupations using the nearly $7.2 million grant provided by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This plan aims to target the high levels of anxiety, depression, substance abuse, and suicide within the diverse agricultural community as U of I researchers address these concerns with students alongside graduates of the College of ACES. The state of Illinois is making changes to shorten lines at the DMV, WPGU's Reese Armstrong reports. Illinois Secretary of State Jesse White announced yesterday the start of a new email service for Illinois citizens to use for information on reinstating driving privileges, obtaining driver relief, or scheduling administrative hearings. Secretary White has enacted this effort to fight long lines at DMVs during the pandemic. According to Secretary White, citizens will no longer need to go to the DMV just to receive information on their license, which, in turn, will result in less crowding at the DMV and smaller lines for those who require a face-to-face appointment. Responses from the email service will take up to three days and will include information on whether an in-person hearing is necessary, information regarding the hearing, along with any form of documents that are necessary. From WPGU News, I'm Reese Armstrong. Confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett continue. WPGU's Anne McEwen has more. Judge Amy Coney Barrett faced questioning by the Senate on Wednesday concerning abortion rights, the Affordable Care Act, and climate change in the third day of Supreme Court nomination proceedings. Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina and the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, opened the proceedings describing Barrett as a woman who is unashamedly pro-life and embraces her faith without apology. Judge Barrett has repeatedly declined during the hearings to answer how she would rule on a challenge to Roe v. Wade, but has made clear that she opposes abortion rights. In regards to the Affordable Care Act, Judge Barrett says she favors severability, meaning one part of the law can be unconstitutional without making the whole law unconstitutional. In reference to how she might vote on issues of climate change, she refused to answer directly, saying, "...it is a contentious matter of public debate. The science of human-caused climate change is well-established." The hearings will end on Thursday, and the committee is expected to vote on her nomination on October 22nd, with the full Senate vote on October 26th, just one week from the November 3rd presidential election. From WPGU News, I'm Ann McEwen. Debate season is seeing some unexpected shifts from the norm. WPGU's Jane Knight has the story. President Trump and Democratic opponent Joe Biden will hold separate and simultaneous town halls Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time. 
ABC agreed to host Biden's event after the second presidential debate was canceled due to President Trump's contraction of the coronavirus and refusal to participate virtually. Because of the president's recent negative COVID-19 test, his plan for a town hall meeting was finalized with NBC Wednesday, forcing spectators to choose which candidate they will watch. At both events, the audience will be required to wear masks and the moderators will be socially distanced from the presidential candidates. Town halls are crucial to reach the public at this point in the campaign as the election is only three weeks away. For WPGU News, this is Jay Knight. Republicans in California are being accused of election tampering. WPGU's Tara Mobasher reports. In recent weeks, members of the California GOP have positioned unofficial ballot drop boxes around shooting ranges, gun shops, and Republican Party offices in various counties. While they have publicly taken responsibility for these misleading ballot boxes, the GOP continues to neglect having taken part in any illegal practice. The California Secretary of State and Department of Justice have since delivered a cease and desist order to the state's GOP to remove any unofficial ballot drop boxes in at least three counties, as announced via press conference on Monday. The California GOP still refuses to acknowledge any wrongdoings in the situation. This ongoing conflict furthers concerns between Democrats and the GOP regarding voter fraud, further creating a national dispute. With WPGU News, this is Tara Mobasher. For WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone.